transformation isn't like an elective. It's, it's an expectation by God to be set apart. Um, and so we're going to talk a lot about like what does that look like. Um, and we're not going to get to every single thing, but we're going to try. <laughs> so uh, something that I think about when uh, you know being off the beaten path with God is that if we're thinking about this kind of like in hiking, so if you're going hiking with some friends or by yourself or whatever, and you're on like a nice paved trail, um, when we're referencing back to the wide and the narrow gate, the like nice, smooth, easy paved trail is what the wide, the, the wide gate, that's going to be the easy one to walk on. So then when we think about this like in the realm of hiking off the beaten trail or the narrow gate, the one that God wants you to take is going to be off the path. And so when I was thinking about what it means to go kind of off the path with God, the first thing I kind of thought about is that it is going to be harder. Um, you know, like walking off trail often has a lot more weeds, has a lot more bugs, has a lot more, uh, it could be steeper, more rocky, different terrain than what you're going to have on a smooth path. And so, um, you know, like going through that, that's going to be tough. You are going to have to maybe have some different set of skills, a different kind of endurance than walking on the trail. And so um, what you need to do is that, um, like, so then the rough trail is going to be the problems of our lives. You know, like, I think it's easy to think, oh, well, this will just become easier when I follow God. Or, oh, God's just going to take care of this problem for me. And while God is going to help you get through your problems and God will help take care of you through them, it's like you're still going to have them and they don't just magically disappear. If we take a look at James 1, 2 through 4, uh, it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work in you so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And then also in Romans 5 through 5, 3 through 5, it says, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So both of those are Paul kind of talking about what it looks like to go through these different trials. And so when you go through these trials, it's it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be something that if you persevere through, God is going to build character in you. You know, he's going to change your character through it. So like for me, something that I've really struggled with probably all my life is anxiety. And so I remember like before I became a Christian and really started following God, like like my natural tendency was just to give in to the anxious thoughts, to give in to the worries, and to just let them consume me. But then after I started following God, the anxiety was still there, the worry was still there, that didn't just magically disappear. Um, but what God had called me to do was like to persevere through that and to seek Him through that. Mm-hmm. And through that, that's how my character has been changed. You know, while I still have anxious thoughts, while there still are going to be days where I give in to those. Um, patterns, you know, I have kind of a new set of skills and a new set of character to think about it with. So, you know, going off the narrow path, it's going to be hard because when you're faced with these challenges, you no longer really have the option of just giving up or turning back around and walking away. While it's still there, 
if we are really seeking what God wants us to do, we are going to face that challenge with him. Um, and so something else with that is that it talked a lot about per- perseverance. And with hiking, that kind of reminded me of endurance. So when you're hiking, you know, like I'm not trying to just go run a marathon tomorrow. I'm really not even trying to run a 5K tomorrow. <laughs> but um, with hiking, if you haven't built up your endurance, that trail is going to be harder, you know. So um, something that's important to do is like to take the time to really you know, build your endurance with God or build that perseverance. And ways to do that are, you know, I think reading your Bible and praying are super important. You know, like I think that's a huge part of your walk with God. But then taking the time to really apply those verses to your lives. You know, like for me, like the do not worry about anything but in everything give thanks. I really had to stop and make myself, okay, don't worry about this, but praise God for it. You know, praise God for something going on in your life so that way, um, that's how my endurance started building. And so I would start with small problems and work my way up to the bigger issues. And so, um, you know, like just taking the time to read and really pray and give whatever issue or trial that you have to persevere through to God is going to um, help you when you're off this trail. So. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one that we kind of thought about was like, you know, in hiking, um, the trail, like when you're off the beaten path, the trail can seem hard to see. Um, I, we were talking about like, like when we went to Colorado um, this past summer, there was, oh my gosh, there was times whenever we were, uh, there was one, like one of the first things we did, we went to this thing, it's called the alluvial band, and it's like a, there's a lot of rocks and there's these waterfalls, and um, it comes down and it goes to this uh, creek, and a lot of people like get out and they, you know, there's like the people when you get ready to go on it that are like just in sandals. And then there's the people that have like their, their hiking boots on or, you know, different things like that. And um, it's like you get to a certain point and then it's all rocks and you're just, you know, you're having to enjoy to get up there. And like it's cool to just sit and like take pictures of that. And But then... Um, after that, it's like, it's not just laid out, you know, it's like, if you want to get here, like, you got to get up here some way, you know what I mean? And, um, I was thinking whenever, so Blythe and I are definitely like, we don't care about heights, (laughs) and so Blythe was like, oh, we're going to go up here, and Mike's like, I'm going to stay back here, because that is really tall, (laughs) so... Um, we started going together, and like Blythe is just different. She's younger, Blythe's 10, and you know, she would get to a, a rock face like this, and she just kind of scurry up it. And I'm like, I'm gonna find my like foothold around this way, you know. And, um, you know, we were both trying to get to a spot. You know, I was thinking about like the path, the verses like in Matthew 7 and Luke 13, where it talks about to strive to the narrow gate. Like, we're both trying to get to the spot. We're trying to get to this narrow gate, but, like, she's not going to have the same struggle. She's not She's not in the same spot as me. And so we're both trying to do that and endure through those different trials, but we're both trying to get, like, by each other to the spot. And, um, you know, the path less traveled, it's been laid out by God, in scripture, it's just that we've got to be consistently like looking for it. And you know, there's definite like 
you're supposed to be doing this, like God says these things, but then there's these others, like, this is the character trait, you know, try to get here, and it's not going to be like, here's the, you know, sometimes it is these, like, steps, but then it's like, like, patience, you know, or being kind, and like, be kind, it's a big umbrella, I'm like, okay, we're working each time to, like, get to that, I'm a kind person, you know, but it's not going to be like a magical, I'm a kind person. And, um, he's, it's like, there was this, there was this time whenever we were in Colorado and we were trying to, I had like, I had looked at this map and I was like, yeah, I know what these symbols mean. Like, I think we're going to park here and we're going to walk here. And then it was like, I did not totally pay attention to that. And we started walking along this road and like, I had a, um, a camel pack. And, but I was like, I don't think we're going to need that. Like, I'm going to leave that in the car. Like, I'm just going to bring this for all of us. That was dumb because we started going along and like, for one, we could have driven the car up further, but I didn't pay attention enough. And I think about that, like, you know, when we're like, when we're trying to get to, you know, like, I'm going to try to you know, be a gentle person, like we've been talking and we're doing, I know Coral was talking about some of the devotionals, and we're doing a devo- another devotional actually in our small group, and like it's talking about gentleness, like gentleness, okay, how do I get to there, and it's not like, it's going to be like taking that time and looking at God's word, like, oh, this is an example of gentleness, and this is an example, and you know, these are characteristics and paying attention to those clear markers in the Bible that God does put there we just got to look um, I think about Psalm 119.105 and it says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path, and that is something that, I mean, that one I have to go back to all the time, all the time um, one I, I really want to encourage you to look up is to read Proverbs 2. I can't even like, it's kind of a long passage that I literally could just like read that whole thing, but it talks about what it really looks like to look in God's word and the benefits that it, that it comes with looking in God's word. So I encourage you to read all Proverbs 2. Um, and another thing was, um, your, like my timing and my plan is not always God's timing and God's plan. Um, and I know, like, it's very popular to think about, like, Ecclesiastes 3, where it talks about that God, there's a purpose for everything under heaven. And, like, sometimes we think, like, oh, you know, yeah, there's this time, like, I have this plan, God, for these things, but he's, he's you know, he doesn't have to follow our, <laughs> he doesn't have to follow our guide at all. Um, in Proverbs 19, 16.9, um, it says, The heart of a man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. And, um, man, I remember, like, I remember growing up and thinking, like, you know, I, I, thought, I thought about going to, like, college. Like, I was going to go to SEMU, or uh, at one point I was, I was going to go to SLU. I was going to, like, get out. Like, that was what I was thinking. And along the way, God's just, put these things in my life, and I didn't, I ended up going to SIU, I thought that was like, I was like, yeah, I'm not going anywhere, but like, he had a plan there, he reached me there, um, you know, like, uh, like at my job, 
um, and Alton School District. So I got moved my first four years, and then I stayed, and then I got moved again two years in a row. Like, and so I'm lucky to say, I'm like, of course I wouldn't want that, but God has used me along that, along the way in those things. Has challenged me and has grown me, you know, to look at like, well, how can I respond in a in a godly way here, God? Um, I think I remember a time whenever I was really thinking like. Uh, and I know every teacher does go through this, but like, should I keep working or should I stay home with my kids and like homeschool? And at one point I was thinking whatever. And I remember I was talking to Jenny Mariola and she's like, well, are you really trying to honor God in both of these? Because it's not like this is bad and this is good. Sometimes it is. This is bad and this is good. But sometimes it's like you could be honoring God in both of these. Like, you know, it's gonna. You're just gonna have to wait and see what God presents to you and that, those things. Um, and it's a lot of living by His Spirit and committing your heart to God's purpose and His plan. Um, I think about Matthew 5, um, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, and you know, he, he talks about like you've heard it said this, like you shall not commit adultery, but he says, but I say, everyone who looks at a woman or a man with lustful intent has already committed adultery with, it says, with her in his heart. But, I mean, for us, it's with him in his heart, in our hearts. You know, and uh, I think about, he says, again, um, in Matthew 5, he, he says, you shall, you've heard it says, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you. And I remember, you know, going through those things like, well, I'm not doing this, but then he's like, dig deeper. Like, it's not just going to be, it's not going to be obvious. You, you're going to know. You're going to have to figure out, like, what is my, what is my heart really doing in this? What is my intent really in this? And I mean, we're not always going to know. I can look at the outside of somebody and think I might know, but really, it's between you and God. And really choosing that. Off, to be off the beaten path is that deeper one. Um, and it might seem impossible at times. Um, I remember this verse particularly where it says, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And I remember like when I first became a Christian, like um, there was people that we worked with, Mike and I worked with actually, my husband, and like there was there was people who like really turned on us a lot and they would like li- literally like one one guy he literally would try every single thing to just rain down on my beliefs on our beliefs on our relationship and how it had changed our relationship was not not a good relationship and we were trying to do the opposite and like he literally like one time he literally soaked soaked me from like through to my undergarments like at work and I couldn't walk out like because the manager on duty was like well if you walk out like you're going to be fired and Mike's just like just just pray for him like just keep enduring and like you know he didn't change and we kept praying for him but but we did we changed we kept enduring and we got through it um and in Luke 9 uh and I know Coral talked about this, in 23 and 24, um, and he said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. 
For whoever would save his life will lose it, but for whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. And I just think about that, like, I've had to go back to that time and time again, like, am I really trying to, like in Hebrews 12 it talks about throwing off all the things that are going to hinder my walk with God and and pick up my cross daily and follow Him. And, um, again, it's not just, it's not always going to be black and white, you know, like, like I was talking about with wife and I, like, she could get up to this point one, you know, one way. And it's not saying there's, like, many paths to, to God, because he says, Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. But, you know, at that point, like, she was in a different spot than me. And so my walk in that is not going to look the same as somebody else, you know. Um, being from abuse, like, coming out of abuse, like, Sometimes people don't, they don't understand, like, like, are coming from a position of, like, hating a lot of people. They're not going to, they didn't have to go through that. You know, Mike didn't have to go through that. And my husband and, like, it, um, we talked about, like, in James 2, 12 and 13, it says, um, it talks about how mercy triumphs over judgment and how, you know, people, like, it might be easy to be like, well, you're supposed to be following it this way, and you're supposed to be doing it this way, and but really just taking along, like, your sisters and your brothers, and, like, they are, if they really are trying, like, giving them mercy and helping them through that and encouraging them, um, and it's really a lot about what's, what's inside and what's going to be going from black and white to, you know, doing the thing that's good, doing the thing that's better, doing the thing that's best, um, and really, like, that's, like, kind of, like, when you're off the beaten path, like, it is that time and time again, like, choosing what's better and what's best. And then the last part, you know, when you set out kind of on a hike or on the narrow path or anything, um, you kind of have a goal in mind, you know, like, your goal in that hike, in that walk, is, I think, to make yourself more like God and to eventually reach Him one day. And so, um, with that, you know, like, it will be worth it. You know, enduring these trials, building this perseverance, and all of that is going to be worth it. Um, so that, I think, is a really big part of the hike. You're going to be able to go places people around you may not be able to go. Um, they could be people from your past, family members, things like that. Um, like for me, like my my family also has a well, my family has a history of abuse, and how, and I'm the only one of the like the three siblings or the three children who have a relationship with God, and how I've been able to receive healing from this is significantly different than how my siblings have, and um, you know, and that is because of choosing to walk the narrow path, choosing to go off the trail with God. Um, I want to just uh, read this verse real quick. It's Hebrews 12, 22 through 24. And this says, But you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly, to the church of the firstborn, whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. 
So that just really reminded me, like, when you choose this, like, that is where you're going to go. Like, these trails are going to lead you closer to God, which um, really is just make what makes all the difference in it. Um, in Psalms 61-2, um, it says, From the ends of the earth I call out to you. I call as my heart grows faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. You know, so like part of this journey is that you are just going to have to keep relying on God, keep calling out to God. You know, when you draw near to God, he's going to draw near to you. And that's what's really going to make the difference in bringing you through all of this and bringing you through the beaten trail is just this closeness you get to experience with God. Um, So, you know, like just keeping that hope that in these trials, in these sufferings, in the building of your character, um, the end of it is going to result in something that you may not have been able to see at the start of the trail, but it is going to be so worth it. So that's all we have really for you guys. I just have one verse that I'd like to end with. It is in Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. You know, Jesus was, Jesus went through similar things. He had to learn endurance, and he had to have perseverance through it all. And just like he did, and he was able to see God's work in completion, so will you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I thought about a verse in First Thessalonians 2:12, where it says, "Like, live the kind of life that pleases God, who calls you to share in His own kingdom and glory." And, you know, I was thinking about all the things that, you know, God has brought us through, places where we, we never would have thought possible at all. 